0: The following episode was recorded unscripted, unedited, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Adam Adam, and welcome back to another episode of Modern Magical Meddling. We're live on YouTube, having a good time already, as we always do. Make sure if, you, if you're interested in joining the YouTube Live, we tend to record these episodes at 12 noon Eastern on my YouTube, Madam Adam LLC. Uh, last week, I had to take a week off from the recording the podcast. I took a little time to myself. I, uh... I got a little overwhelmed, not going to lie. A little personal update for you guys. Um, I got a little overwhelmed. Um, I kind of dove really far into some negative comments and some negative social media stuff. And I kind of let it get the better of me, and I needed a mental health break. I, As RuPaul says, I love this quote, and I say it quite often. But as RuPaul says, um, you can look at the darkness, but don't stare at it. And I found myself staring at the dark and got really, really sucked into it. And it got... It, it got me to a really bad mental place, um, and Dustin was like, hey, you know what, let's go let loose, let's go out, and I, I let a little a little too loose, I think. I let a little too loose, and um, it got a little crazy, and I got a little too shitty, and, um, and obviously I, it was a, a sign that I needed to take a break there, so I took a break off from last week, so I appreciate you guys and your patience um, and all of that, but... Um, But yeah, we're back this week, and I'm happy to be here. We've got some stuff to talk about. Um, It is already spooky season here in Orlando. It is uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is already kicked off. So technically, it's the spooky season. Happy Halloween. Um, And um, Halloween Horror Night starts September 1st. Very excited about that. And um, yeah, we're going to see Beyonce this week here in Orlando. We've got floor seat tickets. Very excited. We've been looking forward to it. Um... So that's happening. Um, Dustin just started his Disney job. Uh, he, my husband got hired at Disney Entertainment part time, and he had his first uh, his first day yesterday. Actually, of me recording this podcast yesterday, um, and. Uh, The first day at Disney is always something they call traditions, which is basically Disney 101. It's like Disney class. And then today he's got another one and then he starts character training and all of that. So more details on what Dustin's doing as we're able and allowed to share it. You know, you kind of have to keep the Disney magic. You have to kind of keep it a little hush hush. And if you if you are performing as a certain character, you're quote unquote friends with that character. So we have to keep the magic, you know. So uh, but yeah, very proud of him. Very excited that he's going for his dreams. Dustin's been auditioning for Disney since he was, uh, fuck, like 17 or so. Like, he's been doing this for a long time. He's been trying to to get into Disney in particular for a while. He's worked at Busch Gardens. He's worked at SeaWorld. He's worked at um, Universal Studios. He's been all over the place. And Disney is kind of the last place that he's really wanted to get into. And obviously, there is a kind of hierarchy and a kind of... Um, it's a big deal, you know. Working for Disney is a big deal. I know they're a big company, and and they've got, you know, you'll you'll be replaced. They don't give a fuck. But, um, it's definitely a big deal to get a job at Disney and be able to perform there. For how many people go to the parks, and and Dustin truly loves his job. He really loves um, performing and entertaining for people and seeing the smiles on people's faces and all of that. It's a huge deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Um, so I'm very proud of him for going for his dreams and doing what he needs to do to be there. He had to take his gauges out. He's letting those clothes up. He's taken out his earrings. He's had to cover up tattoos. He's had to do a lot of work to, to, uh, you know, be the Disney image, so to speak. So I'm so proud of him. And, um, You know, I love my alone time, so it's good for both of us that I get time to be alone at home and do my own work and make content and do what I want to do, Uh, because often, a lot of the times, we just kind of sit around and enable each other. You know, a lot of times, we just sit around, and I don't feel like doing anything, me neither, and we just, like, do nothing together. So him being productive and going to work is making me kind of look at my business a bit more seriously and stuff like that, too. So I'm very, very proud of him. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about, um, Perlers. Perlers are a new, th- are, are, you know, not a new thing. It's, it's been around for a while, but you know, those little plastic, um, eight bit looking art pieces and things. I showed the collective on YouTube, a couple that Dustin's done for me. This is a, a glow in the dark, witch's hat that he made for me that he's going to make into a magnet. And then he made me this really cool ghost face with the phone as well. So, um, we were talking about crafting and, and Perlers and things like that. So, Um, A lot of people do crafting and stuff, and their downtime is their form of self-care. I am personally a video game nerd when it comes to self-care. I like to watch TV, movies, play video games, um, and stuff like that. My latest obsession has been a video game on Switch called Cult of the Lamb, which is literally you are a sacrificial lamb, you get sacrificed, and then a demon from the underworld resurrects you and, and it's very animal crossing meets, uh, dungeon crawling kind of. So it's a dungeon crawler, but like with an animal crossing spin and you, um, and you, uh, you basically run a cult, you know, you have to run, you have to run a cult. Yeah. Someone in the chat said cult of the lamb, poo eaters. Yes. Sometimes you have, uh, you've got followers that of your cult that are like, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if you made that other follow, follower eat poop? And you do, and you make them eat poop. Um, there's, there's, uh, and your followers get old and they die and you have to decide if you harvest their meat for food or do you bury them? Um, it's great. It's wild. It's Animal Crossing, but like demonic and culty. You have to lead sermons for your cult every day. You've got to feed them, um, give them chores, give them stuff to do, give them gifts. You've got to give them blessings. You're, you're the leader. Cult leading is hard. (laughs) Cult, Cult leading is hard, my friends. Leading a cold is hard. It is so fun. It is so, so fun. My subscribers on Instagram and I were talking about it during bo- our last book club session. We just finished reading Slewfoot by Brom, which was an in- is, in- is an incredible book. Um, we're going to be picking a new book here. So if you want to join our book club, subscribe on my Instagram and I read aloud. We read the books together and I read them aloud to you. It's not like you take a chapter and we talk about it later. We read the books aloud and experience them together. Um... But yeah, so we were talking about this, and, and I got a few of my subscribers on the game, and it's and it's really, really fun. I'm addicted to it. Lately, I've also been playing a lot of Bayonetta, who is my favorite witch bitch in uh, video game culture. I decided that I want to get a uh, a high priestess tattoo that's the tarot card tattoo i want to get i've always said that I, don't, I couldn't pick one i don't know uh, but i think i want the high priestess because she's literally she literally embodies the act of reading tarot since we've been talking about her in previous episodes and uh i want to get her as bayonetta though um yeah <laughs> i want to get bayonetta as the high priestess i think that'd be really cool her and her nun outfit from bayonetta one um i think would be really really cool so, but anyway, yeah, so back on pearlers and crafting just for a second. Yeah, there's these groups here in Orlando, um, people that are pass holders and frequent the theme parks, uh, groups on Facebook, like one called Universally Crafted, and uh, they kind of do this hide and find thing where they make handmade stuff for keychains or bracelets or tchotchkes or pearlers or whatever, excuse me, and, you, uh, and, they, and they bag them up and they hide them in little places around the park, so uh, like in the area around Jaws, they would put like a Jaws bracelet, or uh, in the Harry Potter area, they might have like a Harry Potter pin, or or something like that. So uh, my husband has always been really into this, and like and the culture of it is really fun. You know, if you if you if you find it and you like it, you can keep it, and you tag the people in the in the groups, and and if you don't, you can rehide it. You know, and it's very fun. And I was I was never been I've never been really into it. Um, A couple of our girlfriends, uh, we got them into it, and one of my friends, Amy, she takes uh, Universal gift cards and uh, Disney gift cards and stuff like that, and she makes, she cuts out, like, she punches uh, guitar picks and makes earrings out of them to put on a backing and then to hide in the theme park and the theme of whatever it is. So, really fun, really cool, and I've never been super into it, but now I'm like, I found my own method of doing it. I found my own thing uh, that I want to do with that. This year at Halloween Horror Nights, they've come up with a lot of, uh, they've announced all the houses and everything that are going to be there. There's going to be The Last of Us, um, Chucky, The Stranger Things, The Latest Stranger Things with Vecna and Eddie, so it's going to be full of Hellfire t-shirts, which is great. Um, but now I understand why people on Twitter that, or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, people that work on Creative for Halloween Horror Nights said that a lot of veterans of HHN are going to be annoyed at, like, the new people that come to HHN this year because it's all of the people that are, Chrissy, wake up! It's going to be all of that, people that are Hellfire fans or simply just Stranger Things fans and not necessarily fans of HHN. And I don't care. I don't care what brings you to Horror Nights. The more, the merrier. I have Express anyway, so I don't give a fuck. I'm not waiting in long-ass lines as it is. We have ultimate fear with with Express. So we spent money, honey. We spent money on this. We saved up for this. This is our... The big thing we splurge on every year is Halloween Horror Nights. I talk about it so much. Um... But this year, the main theme is this guy, Dr. Oddfellow, who seems to have a carnival of chaos or or a dark carnival aspect. And there's a specific scare zone in the streets, not a house, but a, a, a one of the streets is decorated with characters and stuff like that. And you know, they're they're just kind of roaming the streets. And one of them is called Dark Zodiac. And they literally have stations set up of the different zodiac signs and stuff like that. And there's this tarot element to it that you can feel in in Universal Studios on one of the streets. There's a there's a, a cityscape and one of the one of the establishments in the cityscape is a tarot reader, Madame Basil or Madame Bazil or however you want to say it. I've taken pictures in front of it quite a bit, and it's my favorite spot to go because, obviously, she's a psychic. She's a reader, but it's always empty, and it's this small little storefront. And, um, and yeah, and she, and she there's a sign now that says that she's busy with Dr. Oddfellow. So I'm curious to see how they incorporate her. But I'm going to embrace this universally crafted hide-and-find culture by doing my one card readings, my one card tarot readings that I do on my website and that I do on at conventions, where I basically take Rider Waite Smith cards like these. On YouTube, you guys can see the classic Rider Waite Smith. I'll put them in an envelope and I'll write a little handwritten note. Um, and those are available on my website. I already do that. Um, You can buy a one card from me that's physical that i have put my hands on and i write you a little handwritten note a little one or two sentences about what that card means and uh for you to process however it means you know however it resonates with you so i'm gonna be doing my own hide and find kind of culture and bringing a tarot deck to do readings for people that see me or recognize me or want one in line or or whatever just for funsies um and to get myself out there more of course but I'm going to be hiding tarot cards around HHN, and I'm, like, really, really excited to do it, especially since I've been seeing some other people that are getting ready for Horror Nights and getting ready for, like, Stranger Things, and they're making, like, friendship bracelets to trade with people, like, very Taylor Swift era's tour kind of culture of, like, trading bracelets and having community and everything, so I thought, what better way than for me, Madam Adam, to bring tarot to HHN in a real way and not in this, you know hyper-fictionalized way. So I'm I'm just really excited about it. And I think it's going to be really cool. So yeah, that's basically what's going on with us over here. Dustin started his new job. We've got Beyonce this week. I got a perm. It looks really good. The curls are holding up really well. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, Lisa said in the chat there had a card reading done during Mardi Gras in the Voodoo section at an Informer event a few years ago. So so cool that you'll be contributing. Yeah, I wish they would fucking hire me. (laughs) I wish they would hire me to do something. I would love it. I mean, honestly, Universal, Universal, I know they're not listening, but Universal Studios, I would do this shit for free. I would do it for exposure. I would do it purely for free. I already have a ticket. I already have ultimate frequent fear, which gets me access to every night of the event event I'm already gonna be there like I would do it just for fun you know honestly I would do it just for funsies so oh the other thing that's going on is I started my my tattoo sleeve again Um, I added Tiffany and Chucky I'm gonna be getting um, this coming Friday so I broke it into two sessions Um, it's a big piece it's a lot um, I have a cover-up to do on the back of my leg, which we're going to do the Bates Manor, um, not the motel, not the not the long narrow, but the actual manor where the mother lives and all of that. So we're doing the Bates Manor to cover up a piece on my back, or on the on the back of my leg, and then we're putting Freddy Krueger beneath that, and then we're going to add Jigsaw as well. So my lower my lower leg sleeve or sock, whatever you want to call it is gonna be Ghostface, which already exists. Um, Tiffany is there now, and then Chucky, the Bates Motel, and then Freddy Krueger and Jigsaw. So those are the characters we've chosen for now. Really excited about it. It's still wrapped up for healing purposes, but hopefully you guys can see the results. There's a video about it already on my uh, Instagram and TikTok. Speaking of TikTok as well, I just posted a video about scam accounts um and I would appreciate it if you guys would go to my TikTok and find that pinned video and comment on it or like it or something to give it some more views so that it can get out there more about the scammers and uh repost it or share it or something that would mean a lot to me um and not for the sake of, you know, blowing up my platform but just to to spread the word about scammers, you know, for people's awareness. Um Anyway, let's talk about tarot. So I got a lot of emails about like, and I get a lot of questions about starting tarot or what the fuck is tarot? Um where where does this come from, or whatever, and, um, I did a lot of research, and I wanted to compile the best, kind of, brief history of tarot that I could come up with for you guys, in my own words, and I just couldn't find one, I couldn't, I couldn't put it together without it being long-winded, you guys know I talk a lot, I ramble, so, obviously, um, but I had the privilege of meeting a fabulous human being um, at the Universal Energy Expo the past couple of years that I've been there, um, or that I'd been invited, and um, I got to meet a fabulous individual that we've—I believe we've mentioned her actually during this podcast. Some of you in the comments are familiar with um, Patty Wigington. Patty's wonderful, and Patty has. Um, Patty has a B.A. in history from Ohio University. She's a pagan author, educator, and uh, she's a licensed clergy member. She's the author of Daily Spellbook for the Good Witch, Wicca Practical Magic, and the Daily Spell Journal, amongst other things. Um, she, uh, she's got a beautiful, uh, a really well-worded article about tarot history, a brief uh, breakdown of tarot history. But some of her other books include A Year of Modern Witchcraft. The Witch's Complete Guide to Tarot, which I love. Candle Magic Journal and Handbook, which I own. Um, Wicca Journal for Beginners. Witchcraft for Healing, which I also own. Um, Badass Ancestors, a great uh, finding your power with ancestral guides and connecting to that energy. Herb Magic, an introduction to magical herbalism and spells. Um, A Daily Spell Journal, a Diary of Enchantments for every day of the year. Um, Patty's fantastic. She's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um... It was great to get to know her. She and I are very similar speed when it comes to um, tarot and the craft and everything. During one of her panels at the expo, I over- overheard her say something that I repeat a lot now, where she was talking about hexes and curses. And she was like, if you think you're hexed, if you think you're cursed, you're probably fucking not. You're not that special. No offense, but you're not that special. You know? And I was like, damn, Patty! damn girl, spitting truths out, make hurting people's feelings. Yes, ma'am. That's my speed of, of shit. Tough love, as it were. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you guys um Patty's article uh from uh learnreligions.com. This is from 2018, but I wanted to share with you guys a bit of this article so you can uh have a little bit of background on tarot and things. So in the article is a brief history of tarot. You can look this up yourself at learnreligions.com. Um It's from 2018, but I think it really summarizes a lot of of what tarot is. So she says the tarot is probably one of the most popularly used tools of divination in the world today. While not as simple as some other methods like pendulums or tea leaves, the tarot has drawn people into its magic for centuries. Today, cards are available to purchase in hundreds of different designs. There is a tarot deck for just about any practitioner, no matter whether his or her interests may lie. (coughs) Excuse me, where they may lie. Whether you're a fan of Lord of the Rings or baseball, whether you love zombies or are just interested in the writings of Jane Austen, you name it. There's probably a deck out there for you to choose. So, 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 so true. So true. I do a lot of tarot deck reviews on this YouTube channel as well, which I'm going to be posting a couple today. Although methods of reading the tarot have changed over the years and many readers adapt their own unique style to the traditional meanings of a layout in general, the cards themselves, themselves haven't changed much. And we're going to look at some of the early decks of tarot and the history of how these came to be and used as more than just a parlor game. So she goes on to say French and Italian tarot. The ancestors of what we today know as tarot cards can be traced back to around the late 14th century. Artists in Europe created the first playing cards, which were used for games and featured four different suits. These suits were similar to what we use today, staves or wands, discs or coins, cups and swords. After a decade or two of using these in the mid 1400s, Italian artists began painting additional cards, heavily illustrated to add to the existing suits. These trump or triumph cards were often painted for wealthy families. Members of the nobility would commission artists to create for them their own sets of cards, featuring family members and friends as a triumph card. A number of sets, some of which still exist today, were created for the Visconti family of Milan, which counted several dukes and barons among its numbers. Because not everyone could afford to hire a painter to create a set of cards for them for a few centuries, customized cards were something only a privileged few could own. It wasn't until the printing press came along that playing card decks could be mass-produced for the average game player. Tarot as a divination tool. In both France and Italy, the original purpose of tarot was a parlor game, not as a divinatory tool. It appears that divination with playing cards started to become popular in the late 16th and early 17th century. Although at, a, at the time, it was far more simple than the way we use tarot today. By the 18th century, however, people were beginning to assign specific meanings to each card and even offer suggestions as to how they could be laid out for divinatory pra- purposes. Alright, let's see. The Origins of the Rider-Waite. I'm skipping over a section here that is talking about Tarot and the Kabbalah, which is very fascinating and interesting, and I think you guys should check that out on your own time. Uh, But the Origins of the Rider-Waite deck in particular, especially since that's the deck that I use most often, that's the deck that I'll be using today for our write and email readings. British occultist Arthur Waite was a member of the Order of the Golden Dawn and apparently a longtime nemesis of Aleister Crowley, who was also involved in the group and its various offshoots. Waite got together with artist Pamela Coleman-Smith, also a Golden Dawn member, and created the Rider Waite-Smith Tarot deck, which was first published in 1909. At Waite's suggestion, Smith used the Sola Busica artwork for inspiration, which is an Italian deck that I own myself, or a version of it. And Smith's final results. Smith was the first artist to use characters as representative images and the lower cards. Instead of showing merely a cluster of cups, coins, wands, or swords, um, Smith incorporated human figures into the artwork. And the result is the iconic deck that every reader knows today. So yeah, before they were just collections, like a five of pentacles was just five pentacles on a card. You know, but Pamela Coleman Smith gave them imagery and put people on them so that the cards would tell a story. The imagery is heavily heavy on uh, Kabbalistic symbolism. Um, and because of this, typically used as the default deck in nearly all instructional books on tarot. Fact literally, why I say that if you want to learn tarot, if you want to get into it, if you want to start tarot, you should start with the writer weight system or start with the writer weight Smith deck because all of the books. Refer to that imagery. This is so true. I love this. Um, today, many people refer to this deck as the Waite Smith deck in acknowledgement of Smith's enduring artwork. Now, over a 100 years since the release of the Rider Waite deck, tarot cards are available in a practically endless selection of designs. In general, many of these follow the format and style of Rider Waite, although each adapts the cards to suit their own motif. No longer just the domain of the wealthy and the upper class. Tarot is available for anyone who wishes to take the time to learn it. Fantastic. Really, really, really simple. I love it a lot. Let's go back here, actually. Tarot and the Kabbalah. In 1781, a French Freemason and former Protestant minister named Antoine Court de (laughs) Ghebelin published the complex analysis of the tarot in which he revealed that the symbolism in the tarot was in fact derived from the esoteric secrets of Egyptian priests. This is why people say that tarot comes from Europe, it also comes from Egypt, it's French, it's Italian, it comes from multiple facets of our culture. Um... Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, went on to explain that this ancient occult knowledge had been carried to Rome and revealed to the Catholic Church and the popes, who desperately wanted to keep this arcane knowledge secret. In his essay, the chapter on tarot meanings explains the detailed symbolism of tarot artwork and connects it to the legends of Isis, Osiris, and other Egyptian gods. We talked a few weeks ago about the symbology of Isis and the high priestess card. The biggest problem with their work is that there was really no historical evidence to support it. However, that didn't stop wealthy Europeans from jumping onto the esoteric knowledge bandwagon. And by the early 19th century, playing card decks like the Marseille Tarot were being produced with artwork specifically based on their uh, De Gabelins analysis. In 1791, Jean-Baptiste Alliette, a French occultist, released the first tarot deck designed specifically for divinatory purposes, rather than as a parlor game or entertainment. A few years later, he had responded to the Frenchman's work with a, with a, with a work of his own, a book explaining how he could use the tarot for divination. As occult interest in the tarot expanded, it became more associated with the Kabbalah and the secrets of Hermetic mysticism. By the end of the Victorian era, occultism and spiritualism had become popular pastimes for bored upper-class families. It wasn't uncommon to attend a house party and find a seance taking place or someone reading palms or tea leaves in the corner. And then it goes on to discuss Rider Waite that I already talked about. So that's a brief little, um, you know, a brief history of tarot, which I think is really, really finite and very well put. Props to Patty Wigington. Um, I'm a huge fan of Patty. I have a few of her books. Um, I suggest you check out her work. Highly recommend. She also attends the Universal Energy Expo in Covington, Kentucky, um, and I think you guys should check it out. So, little a little tarot history for you guys today. Um, a brief overview of some things. So, now we are going to get into some emails. Yes. Uh, let's see... Let's see here. Oh, this one was uh, very point, very pertinent to uh, tarot history. So let's go with this one. This one says, "Good morning. Your readings came across my Facebook, and I'm on a healing journey to gain more peace and tranquility in my life and in my home. I've tried all of the quote tricks in life, and decided to try things I haven't yet. So I'm opening myself to what some would consider quote alternative things like natural healing, grounding, readings, crystals. I'm open to. I'm open to all." And open to hearing uh, what the universe wants to tell me and how it wants to guide me in this journey. But I don't know what questions to ask. I don't know where to begin. Any advice on what questions or topics would be good to ask to get a legitimate reading? Or is that not how it works? Do I not ask the questions, but instead just see what the cards say? Um, this is from someone called Sammy. So, great question, Sammy. Um that is a common a common question I get that is a kind of a a good starting point for your journey and 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 anyone 's journey really wanting to understand tarot or the cards or new age spiritualism, whatever you want to call it you know do I ask questions? what are the questions we should be asking, or should I just flip cards and and just take what they say and and try to understand it I think that the quote unquote right questions come from a level of self awareness. What are you looking for? What are we, why are we on this journey? Why are we trying to be more open minded and self discovery here? As you said, um, you're on a healing journey to gain more peace and tranquility in life. So I would simply start there for you in particular, Sammy. I would start there. I would start with how can I, um, how can I find peace and tranquility in myself and in the universe? I would start with that. In um, in Rachel Pollack's latest book, Journey Through the Forest of Souls, she asks a lot of really intriguing questions of the cards instead of these shallow, you know, uh, Where's my abundance? Is so and so the one for me? What's my love life? All of these low-hanging, very shallow ideas of spiritualism and, and things like that. I just find that funny. I find it really simple and, and kind of irritating, especially during live readings. Like, would you go to church and pray and ask God, like, you know, is Tyler the one for me, God? Like what that no. Like God would look at you and be like, bitch, the fuck? Like, that's I'm not I'm not I'm not Wendy Williams. Like no ma'am. Um how you doing? Like no. <laughs> um god, she's so problematic. Anyway, um but yeah, we should be asking questions like what's the meaning of life? What is my purpose? How can I find more peace within myself? So, it's a mixture of uh asking questions or topics for as you put it, a legitimate reading, or not, or you know, not ask questions at all, but instead see what the cards say. It's a mixture of both. Uh, my day to days, my daily card pulls are simply, um, what do I need to be mindful of today? What do I need to learn today? You know, what sh- how should I carry myself throughout my day? What should my what should my what should my energy be focused on? today. That's how I phrase my daily one cards. I've been using Zodiac Tarot, uh, for myself, which I've done a review on, on my channel here on YouTube, Zodiac Tarot. I love it a lot. Um, And I pull one card a day. I pull one card a day and my daily question I ask myself is, as I said, what should I direct my energy towards? How should I be spending my time? What is the lesson that I need to learn today? Um, What does spirit want me to focus on? What does the universe want me to focus on today? What would be the best use of my energy and channeling my passions and my energy toward what? You know, so that's how I do it. And then on top of that, if, you, if that's your daily practice, a weekly thing can be something bigger. And how can I protect my peace this week? Or what does the universe want me to understand about myself? What can I learn about other people, perhaps? Um, so it really just depends. And then sometimes, yeah. Some, so, so I think like my daily on your question here, my daily is more of I just want to see what the cards have to say. I don't have a specific thing other than just kind of tell me what you got to tell me. Where should I put my energy? What should I be focused on? Give me give me something to give me an outline for my day, give me a bracket to live in today. But then other readings can be a bit more specific. What do I need to know before I start this event? What do I need to know going into uh, the autumn or the spooky season? What do I, how should I prepare myself for bringing tarot cards to Halloween Horror Nights? You know, that kind of thing. So it's really a mixture of asking questions, but having the humility and self-awareness in yourself to know that sometimes the best questions are silent, Sometimes the best guidance is just seeing what comes on the radio, so to speak. I call myself a spiritual jukebox every now and then, that sometimes I just spit it out. And the radio is random, you know, they're playing the greatest hits, they're playing what what, what they think people want to hear. So I think it's a mixture of both, but as, but as far as getting a legitimate reading, it's up to your intention. Why? Why are we doing this? You know, what's the point? Are you just doing something fun because you think it's fun and cute? No, you're trying to get more peace and tranquility. You're on a healing journey. You're trying to heal yourself. So it's, it's going back to the base of why, the ABC of it, the point. What's the point of this? Why did I want to do this? To me, that's, a, that's the best place to start. Um, And I hope that makes sense. And as I always say, right, learning tarot is like learning a language and it's whatever time and energy you give it. Fluency can't be taught, but it's something that we can learn over time. All right. Next. Um, Let's see. Hello, uh, Cheyenne. Let's see. I love your readings. And whenever they come across my FYP, they're always spot on. I see your post about a complimentary reading if I reach out via email. So here I am. Hi, babe. A general reading would be the most ideal for me, uh, but just let me know if that works. Also, love to know what your rates for further readings are. Absolutely, yeah. You can visit my website, madamadam.com. All the info for private sessions is available on my website. Private sessions are done over Zoom. Um, You can also get a cameo with me if you'd like. If you don't want to be on camera and talk back to me, if you just want me to give you something uh, personal. You can get a cameo with me or like this method, which I love. In general is my favorite. To me, a general reading is like uh, the last person said. It's not asking any questions at all. It's just being in a position to be open. It's being in a space where you're open-minded enough to just take whatever message comes your way so you can digest it. I just want to know a general thing. Generally, what does the universe want me to know? What do the cards have to say to me? Right? And to me, that's not asking a question. That's just being open to receiving whatever. See how it's a mix of both? you know? One is, doesn't supersede the other. One isn't better than the other. Here's a shuffle. Once again, we're using a classic Rider-Waite-Smith deck today. Let's see what we've got for you today, Cheyenne. A general reading, and maybe this will resonate with some of you listening as well. All right, here we go. Yeah, three of swords energy. Threes come from the Empress. The sword cards are about logic thoughts actions words so there's disappointment somewhere i find it funny this this valentine heart shape that's always on the rider waite smith three of three of swords there's no other imagery of a heart like that in the tarot um other than uh the empress's shield is in a valentine heart shape but when we're talking about love quote unquote which is not romantic right love is a spectrum. Whenever we're talking about love and tarot, we're often referring to the suit of cups, of feelings, of emotions. So it seems as though with this three of swords here that we've been disappointed. We've been burnt. We've been hurt before. We have some some negatives attached to things. Um, your, your disappointments, however, are directly related to your expectations. So that's why it's a mental thing. That's why it's a mind thing, this three of swords. <clears throat> it's not an emotional thing. It's a mental thing. And we have a habit somewhere of you know, having an expectation in someone or something. It can be a job that let you down, a a friend that let you down, you letting yourself down, whatever it is. We've got some heartbreak, quote unquote, but it's not specifically romantic. And that's why I call it disappointment. You know, we've been disappointed before, we've been burnt, we've been hurt. Yeah, seven of cups energy, emotional decisions. All those cups have different options within them. The sevens come from the chariot. So it's a sign of abundance. It's a sign of success to have so many options, to have so many choices in our life is actually a sign of abundance. My brother applied for a shit ton of jobs and then had too many options. And he was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I was like, well, all of those options are a sign of abundance, you know? And everyone kept telling him abundance is coming. Good things are coming. Abundance is coming. And he's like, but I don't know what it is. And I'm like, well... You kind of set yourself up, girl, you know, you kind of set yourself up for that. Like you gave yourself too many options and you should see that that a plethora of options is actually a state of abundance. You get to choose, you get to pick and decide and what's right or what's wrong is irrelevant because you still have more options. You know, the options might diminish or they might uh, lessen as you make decisions, but it's still a sign of success. So basically out of this three of swords, out of this out of this sense of disappointment, we get to decide how we move forward now. We get to decide how we move with our feelings. We get to decide what steps we take to follow our chariot and to get on it. Um, and then, yeah, the fool's energy, the zero, the fresh start, the leap of faith, the new beginning. Um, yeah, whatever decision you make, it's a fresh start. It's, it's time to leave the past behind us. It's time to leave the negatives behind us. And, um, no one asked, but just kind of the way I read three cards, I just wanted to share with you guys a little bit. I break each card down individually by definition, by symbolism, by imagery, by suit, and by major arcana. And then I read one and then I compound it with the next one and compound it with the next one. And then I go back through the three of them backwards and refer from the last one back to the first one. So I kind of go one, two, three, three, two, one. Does that make sense? That's kind of how I do my three cards whenever I'm reading people during lives or my content, whenever I'm spitting out a three card reading really quickly in under 60 seconds. That's how I do it. I go one, two, three, three, two, one. This is how they relate to each other. This is what each one of them means and then how they relate. And then I'm adding advice on top of it. So as I said, Three of Swords Energy, honey, you've been disappointed before. We've got, we've got a lot of you know mental anguish, a lot of heartbreak around our expectations. Now it's about emotional decisions towards our victories, towards the things that give us propulsion and movement. You pick what's best for you. You pick a cup that, that has the most emotional validation for you. And then you take a leap into it. And then you dive in. Then you pick that one and you stick with it. And you take a leap and you begin a new chapter. You begin a new thing, a new journey based on that decision that you're making. Because we're leaving this bullshit behind us. We're leaving the past behind us. We're leaving the negatives where they, be- where they lie, where they belong. Yeah? Very good. I'm glad that makes sense. Thank you, babe. Perfection. All right. Let's see who else I've got here on my email. Um, how can I channel my creative energy to make something beautiful that also makes money? I want to leave my job and do what I love. Oh, I love that. Very good. Congratulations on you. Thank you, madam, Adam. I know it's something I have to explore myself. Of course you do. Of course you know that. You're a self-aware motherfucker. You understand that. You understand that all I can do is give you guidance. Um... But yeah, what you do with it is up to you. So yeah, so the question was, how can I channel my creative energy to make something beautiful that also makes money? Absolutely. Let's see what we have for you today. Ooh, okay, okay. Period. So this one's rough, honestly. This one starts with a roughness. The whole point of this is um, you want to leave your job and do what you love. Absolutely. We have to understand the financial implications of this. I think my least, if I had to pick a least favorite card, it's probably this one. The Five of Pentacles is probably my least favorite card. It is the most melancholy. It is the most dreary. It is the most real world sign of stress. You know, it's the most real-world sign of stress because it's tangible. It's pentacles. You can see it. You can feel it. You can touch it. It's, it's a lack of money. It's physical distress. My, my sciatica in my back, in my, in my leg, in my, in my whole right leg has been screaming the past couple days, um, which to me is a sign of stress in the body as well, um, I also started working out again recently. My body's like, you're thirty-five. What are you doing? Um, so yeah. So five of Pentacles energy, I, in my opinion, is is the 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 most like oh, fuck kind of sign of stress and. Um, negative energy so to speak in the tarot i know we might think like what about the ten of swords that's a mental thing though that's a mental thing the five of pentacles is physical it's i'm having money troubles my body isn't being kind to me that kind of thing so for you my love um who wrote this Haley. for you my love it looks like you're gonna have to make peace with the fact that if you take that leap from your sustainable regular job um it's going to, there's going to be a dip, you know, it's not going to happen right away. I mean, even with my, even with me starting this business, it didn't happen right away. I was claiming unemployment and unemployment started to, started to dwindle. And I I started to think like, fuck, like how long is the government going to send me money to live on? You know, like how long is this going to happen? Eventually I'm going to have to start over. Eventually I'm going to have to get a job. What do I do? You know? So it's this acknowledgement of hardship. Five of pentacles energy comes from, the fives come from the hierophant. Pentacles are about our tangibility, physical shit that you can touch, money, body, etc. So we have to acknowledge the fact that, you know, things basically can't get worse. You know, they can't get worse. Things are probably the worst they're going to be. There is this element of financial dip and physical anguish and stress on the body. But beyond that, it really, really improves. Then we have the star. You have to find the hope, honey. What gives you hope? What honors your emotions? What is something you enjoy? That's the thing. If you enjoy it, you should, it'll, whatever, okay, whatever you give energy and time, money follows. Whatever you give energy and time, money follows. If you put out shit that you like, you will find like-minded people that share the shit that you like, you know? It's like, I read tarot the way I read it. People that like it come to me. It's like, um businesses that I, that I see at conventions and comic cons that have like a certain aesthetic of like spooky merch. I'm like, yeah, they're like, we just love spooky stuff. And I'm like, so do I gimme buying all of it. You know, if you will find like-minded people, if you are vulnerable and you are honest about what you are good at and what you enjoy, there will be an audience there for you, you know? So have hope and be um, be optimistic and find, vulnerability and how you feel that you're not sure but if you make things that you like if you find something that you enjoy doing it it carries through and money follows to be to be completely honest with you i love tarot and this is when we talk about ikigai again i-k-i-g-a-i the japanese exercise for purpose what do you love what are you good at what does the world need and uh what can you be paid for right all those answers for me are tarot right? I'm good at tarot. I love it. The world needs it and I can be paid for it. It's perfect for me. This is my purpose. I'm going to be Madam Adam forever. Now, the other one for you is the Queen of Swords. One of my favorite cards. She's got a crown of butterflies. She is very proud of her change. She is actively in transformation mode and proud of it. Now, the thing with this one in terms of you leaving your job and starting a creative endeavor is that you can't expect problems. You can't expect issues. You have to find it In you to be passive during this transformation and just keep making shit that you love, keep putting it out there, figuring out what the value of it is to you. I used to do like uh, $50 uh, 30 minute sessions and I stopped doing them because I started to learn my worth was greater. And now my 45 minute sessions, my 45 minute to an hour sessions are 200 bucks. You know, that's my worth. That's my value. I know what I give you. I know how much energy and time I put into a private session for you. Sometimes it's not just, sometimes people think they're coming to me just to change the oil. And I'm like, bitch, we have to change the oil. You need new vents. You need new tires. We got to rotate the tires. You need new tires. Um, we got to change the spark plugs. Listen to me being all butch. Like I know shit about cars. <laughs> um, But no, some people think they're coming in for a simple checkup. And then during the reading, we find out that there's more, that there's deeper shit that we need to talk about, that you're skipping over, that you're missing, you know? So through the process of you learning about what you want to do and how you want to be creative and make money at the same time there is a weird line that you have to straddle a line between business and pleasure i love tarot i love reading but it gets exhausting when i spend lives like friday night i started reading at nine o'clock and i went until twelve thirty. there were people that paid for readings that waited over an hour for a reading because my list was just that long and do I want to read my own tarot after that? No. I want to eat, go work out, and and do nothing, you know? So, literally, Lisa, she's like, cars, LOL. I mean, the soul is a vehicle, period. Um, but uh, but no, it's, it's while you're figuring this out, while you're going on this journey of self-discovery, trying to figure out how you can be creative and make money at it, you have to straddle that line between business and pleasure and make sure that you still do enjoy doing what you do. Before I go live, I'm in the zone. I'm like, I play music, I get excited. And I'm like, I'm the witchy fucking bitch. I am Madam Adam. You know what I'm saying? People are going to wait. They're waiting on me right now. It's like I'm, it's like I'm at an auditorium and I'm hiding behind the curtain, looking at the crowd to see how packed it is out there. You know what I mean? Like there are people that wait for lives. There are people that wait for Monday nights. They set their clock by it. They set their, they set their calendars by it. So passive find the blend between business and pleasure. It's going to blur. When I first started doing this, I didn't have this office, right? I've told this story quite a bit. I didn't have this office. I was doing shit out of my bedroom. Dustin would be trying to sleep while I was actively doing private readings for people um, until like midnight, one o'clock in the morning because I felt that it had to be difficult. I have to work hard to for this to be something. no. You just have to enjoy it. You have to do what you love and the the audience will follow whatever it is that you make. So as I said, understand financial hardship and stress is a part of this. Have hope, though, that if you're vulnerable and you make things that you love and you find something that gives you emotional validation, it follows. The money follows. And then that Queen of Swords energy, don't expect issues. But when you find the issues, then you deal with them. I had people that kept canceling on me or wanting to reschedule or they, they didn't want to pay me because they thought that the reading wasn't worth the price. And I was like, okay, fuck this. People are paying me in advance. I've got a returns and cancellations policy now. Like I had to take steps and learn as I go, right? So try to give it a grain of salt, my love. But I hope that's helpful. Thank you so much for writing in. All right, next I have... All right, this one is from Alexandria. Um, It says, Dear Madam Madam, I've been watching your videos on my FYP on Facebook. I love your blunt and down-to-earth approach when it comes to your readings. I feel like your general readings give me a sense of peace when I watch them. I felt the universe gave me the right sign to reach out when I saw your post on Facebook. The reason I'm reaching out is because I just got out of a relationship where I've experienced narcissistic abuse. Ooh, girl. Join the club. Get the t-shirt. Ugh, Been there. I'm currently working on my healing, but I would love more clarity in my life. I trust in the universe and spirit. I know that they will give me the message that I need as well as put me on the right path. I feel like it would really help me more uh, confirming on my healing journey. I thank you if you have even just read this email. I hope I can receive a reading from you. If not, then I guess that wasn't the universe intention for me. No, Alexandria, I've got you, darling. You are one of many, my love. We have all, a lot of us, especially people that listen to me, people in my collective have been victims of narcissistic abuse in some aspect. So congratulations, though, on your healing journey. I am proud of you, and I'm sure that you are much further along than you give yourself credit for. Um, Let's see what I've got. Here we go. Ooh, ten of cups, energy girl. We're just trying to be happy. We're just trying to be happy. Tens come from the Wheel of Fortune. Cups are about emotions. We're supposed to be manifesting emotionally. So it's not about stuff. It's not about money, job, a person. It's about how having stuff is supposed to make you feel. That's what you're looking for. How do I want to feel today? I want to feel purposeful. I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel joyful. I want to feel protected, proud of myself, etc. It doesn't have to be a good day, baby. Just a day that you're proud of. Okay, that's all. Really simple. Just make yourself proud today. Real simple. So, but yeah, 10 of Cups energy, honey. You've got joy around you already. You're already doing well. It's important that you see the forest for the trees. It's important that you see the joy that already exists around you. And if you're unhappy, that you do something to make you happy in the moment. But we're manifesting emotionally. It's about how you feel, it's about how you want to feel, you know? Um, Four of Swords energy as well, babe. We need rest. Rest, girl. Rest your mind rest your body. Four of swords energy comes from the emperor. It is your responsibility to claim your rest. All you have to do is hold up your end of the table. If other people drop their end, then by the laws of fucking physics, they get dirty, not you. Let people fail. Sometimes you have to let people fail. Sometimes you have to watch people drop the thing that you normally would pick up and let them deal with the mess and be like, oh, this is, oh my God. Yeah. Not easy. Is it? Not easy cleaning up after you. Not easy picking up all your shit all the fucking time. So rest is important, my love. In order for you to keep your joy, for you to keep this idea of emotional abundance, you've got to find rest. Resting your mind, resting your body, being honest about what you contribute, owning your responsibilities, and knowing that you do enough. All you have to do is show the fuck up. It's 2023. People are not shy about what they need and what they expect. People are not shy about it. Just show up. People will tell you what they need. They'll tell you what they're looking for. They're telling you, they will tell you what they would like or what they would expect from you. You just have to show up. Truth and kindness, that's all you owe anybody. Okay? And last but not least, yeah, Queen of Wands energy as well. Make your moves in silence, girl. Queens are of uh, death, actually. Queens are of death of the major arcana. We're talking about passionate, passionate decisions while we traverse transformation. The queens are all passive. So we're talking about making moves in silence. Knowing that spirit is protecting you. That's this black cat that sits in front of the card staring directly at us. That's spirit looking out for us. That's spirit protecting us. Um, your guides, your deities, your god, whatever the fuck you believe in. Um, but... But yeah, make your moves in silence. Rise to your own authority. If you were going to make decisions without influence, what would you do? Without other people's opinions, without other people's impact, what decisions would you make for you? It's time to make moves in silence. Pursue your joy. Find things that make you happy in the moment. Manifest emotionally and rest your mind knowing that you do enough by holding up your end, doing what you said you would do. Fantastic. I like that one a lot. Lots of good reads today. I think I've got time for another one. Let's see, let's see. All right. I just did that one. Okay. Um, That one's really long. Let's do a short one. Let's see. Going through the emails. Don't forget you guys can write in to modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com. Um, okay, this one is from Leah. It says, Hi, Madam Adam. I've watched you on Facebook for a while now, but I never knew there was a possibility to get a reading from you. Visit my website! (laughs) Um... I'd love to see what the cards have to say. There's so much going on in life. Sometimes I get lost. I'm not sure what you need from me or when, if you'd be able to read from me. Either way, I'm glad. Face will put you on my feed. You have such great energy and love. Stay blessed, happy, and safe. Thank you, Leah. I appreciate you. We'll just do a general and see what you need. You said there's a lot going on. Sometimes you get lost. Sometimes we need to be lost, babe. Sometimes we need to be lost so that we can reset, so that we can admit to ourselves that we're not quite where we think we are. Sometimes we need to be lost. You know? All right, let's say, yeah, Eight of Cups energy, honey. We're moving on from some old things. We're gathering our strength and moving on emotionally from things that don't serve anymore, things that don't make sense. We're moving into a new period of mystery. So the lost is, the feeling of lost, it seems, is, is you being in a new place and finally being ready to move on from old stuff you know. Nine of Wands energy for you as well. You need boundaries, babe. Your alone time should be spent thinking about what you're passionate about, where you've been burnt before, and how you can protect yourself properly, putting up your boundaries as you move forward into this new chapter, into this new version of you. Yeah, that one's real simple. And then, yeah, Eight of Pentacles energy. Hard work. It's time to do some work. Do some work that turns into habit that becomes lifestyle. It's not just a season. It's not just a haircut. It's not just a new outfit. It's a new lifestyle. We need to embrace a new way of living. It's time to do some work. And also, Eight of Pentacles energy could be your physical job. Uh, Maybe that's a place you can focus your energy if it's consistent. If it's even when I worked at restaurants, every day was different, but I knew what I was getting into. The menu was always the same. It was just the people that were different, you know? And the staff is the same, the menu's the same, the place is the same, the music's the same. Um, it's just me that's different. You know what I'm saying? It's it's me and the people the way I interact with people that's different. So maybe focusing on work could be a good thing for you, a good anchor, a good tether is focusing on your job. Not overdoing it, but noticing the consistency in it that what am I doing today? I'm making content, I'm going to work, I'm doing my job, and then beyond that, I'm trying to move on and heal myself. So eights come from strength. You got two of them here. So it's a time of work that turns into habit that becomes lifestyle. You're moving on, babe, from some old shit. The feeling of lostness is moving on. You're moving on from some old stuff. It's time to protect yourself in your alone time. Make sure you establish your boundaries, write them down. Think about what your deal breakers are in terms of relationships with family, friends, workplace proximity associates. Um, and, uh, and it's time to put your head down, get to work. Practice makes perfect. Yes. Practice makes precise. Practice makes persistence. You know? Practice makes patience. Lots of Ps. Alliteration is fun. So yeah. I hope that makes sense for you, my love. Very good. Lots of emails. All right. Let me move through these really quick. Uh, I got time for one more. Maya, hi, I'm 26, a single mother who immigrated to Canada. The weight of responsibility makes me feel 40 plus years old. Where do I, where to find the strength to enjoy life again, to feel young again? Thank you. I love you very much. Regards. Well, you're only 26. Let's not knock the 40 year olds. You're welcome, Leah. Let's not knock the 40 year olds here. You know what I'm saying? 40 is still young. <laughs> But I feel you. You're a mom. You've got the weight of the world on your shoulders. You moved. Moving is a stressful endeavor, for sure. I moved every four years my whole life. I get it. Um, Let's see. Well, gratitude is important, first and foremost. Um, Yeah, gratitude is important. In order to keep your vibration high, as I say, it's important that you do a few things. One, drink lots of water and move your body. Hydrate yourself. Your body is a plant. You're a plant. So hydrate yourself, drink lots of water and physically move your body, right? Move your body around, find a method of movement, yoga, walks, dance, something that moves your body. Um, Doesn't have to create a sweat, but just something that keeps the joints moving and active. Gratitude though is another big part of that. So as I said, things that keep your vibration high, in my opinion, water, move your body, practice gratitude and limit your negative media. Get off your fucking phone. Quit listening to the bad news. Quit listening to everyone criticize each other. Get off of the social media. Put your fucking phone down, okay? King of Wands energy as well. You pick the path. It's not going to be shown to you. You have to decide. You're a parent, so you have to lead by example. So you have to decide what you're passionate about and pick a direction for you. And then High Priestess energy as well. My favorite bitch in the whole deck. Make sure you're practicing stillness patience, self-care. I am prescribing you and anyone listening a mindful moment. Take a moment, take a deep breath, do it right now. After this podcast, stop what you're doing, take a deep breath, think about gratitude and what you can control today. Let's do that together right now, shall we, with the time that we've got left. Let's all have a mindful moment together. I'm going to guide you guys through it, all right? This is what I call a mindful moment. I want you to set an alarm on your phone, though, to do this every day. In the middle of your day, I want it to catch you off guard, like your Apple Watch being like, it's time to take a breath, right? It's time to breathe. Stand up. Whatever. Set an alarm on your phone, same time every day. And when that alarm goes off, you breathe, deep breaths, gratitude, What can I control, right? So in the nose, out the mouth, deep breaths right now, my friends. In the nose. Out the mouth. Once more in the nose. Out the mouth. Think about what you're grateful for today. What you're grateful for within yourself. Not other people. Not what, this person gives me this, this person gives me that. No, think about what you're grateful about you, okay? What you provide the universe, what you provide yourself deep breath Put your hands on your on your belly area. Put your hands on your belly button and I want you to feel the expansion in your belly whenever you take a deep breath as well. Feel your belly absorb that air as well, okay? In the nose. Out the mouth. Yes, in the nose. Out the mouth. Now, now that we've covered gratitude, I want you to take another deep breath and remember that you are a dot on a marble floating through space. Slowly zoom out of you. Think about where you are physically and zoom out from there in the nose. Once more in the nose. Now with this new sense of awareness and gratitude, think we've thought about what we're grateful for, how we empower ourselves. You are a dot on a marble floating through space. My feet are on the floor in Kissimmee, in my office, in Florida, in Orlando, in Florida, in the United States, in North America, in the planet Earth, right? We're zoomed out and realized that we are small and insignificant. Now, with more deep breathing, what can you actively control today? What can you do? What choices do you have? Your reactions, the way you engage, what you give energy in the nose. Two more, last one real deep, excellent. That's an example of a mindful moment, my friend. Do that for 60 seconds. Every day, set an alarm for it. I'm just about out of time. That was amazing. Great episode. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to write in to modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com or podcast at madamadam.com. Head over to my socials, like some of my stuff, share the content. Word of mouth is great. Let's get it out there. Thank you for listening. Stick around, YouTube, for the after party. It's been awesome. You guys have an excellent week. I'll see you next week. Don't forget to unclench your jaw, breathe deep, and fuck it up.